0: If you have a Bible with you, you can open to Psalm 100. We're in a series going through the Psalms right now, and uh, we're at Psalm 100, probably a familiar psalm to a lot of you. Uh, Many of you may have memorized it growing up, um, recited it at uh, maybe Thanksgiving, meals, meals. It's a psalm about Thanksgiving. It's right there in the title, a psalm for giving thanks. should be obvious we're not actually talking about the American holiday uh, that takes place in November Thanksgiving. We're actually talking about the proper response of our whole lives, every part of our lives, our proper response to God for his grace, his generosity, his gifts. So Paul says in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, Verse 18, he says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's what God wants for you in Christ. So we're not just talking about having what you might hear referred to as an attitude of gratitude. It's not just that, uh, as if you'd go through life a happier and better person. That's the main point of it, just to be happier and be a better person. Uh, If you just learn to look on the bright side and count your blessings and really appreciate what you have, that's not all we're talking about. Uh, Thanksgiving is a relational response to God. We give thanks. We don't just generally feel grateful. We give thanks to God because of who He is, because of what He has done, because of what He has given us, because of what He has said, because of what He has promised, because of the relationship that we have with Him by his grace, thanksgiving is not natural to us. If you feel like uh, you 're not a very thankful person you, don't, your life isn't characterized by thanksgiving to God, um, well, join the club, right it's not natural to us, but it comes through the redemption and the renewal that 's found in Jesus Christ. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning, using Psalm 100. So let me pray, then we 'll read the scripture together. <clears throat> Father, it's a simple concept, the idea of uh, giving thanks to you, but it is one that we've resisted as an entire human race throughout the history of our race. We resist it. We continue to resist the idea of uh, being thankful to you and giving thanks to you in our own hearts and in our own minds, in all of our lives. We pray that you would uh, make it possible for us to, to give thanks in all circumstances, Use this word to shape us and change us and make us more thankful. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. A psalm for giving thanks. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us. So kids, uh, kids that are here, I've got a couple questions for you. Feel free to treat them as rhetorical, but if you would like to actually give a response, that's totally fine. But uh, this is mainly to help you pay attention at this point, especially my children over there. That's all right. Kids, a couple questions. Do your parents teach you to say thank you when someone does something for you or, or gives you a gift? I used to, but mastered it. You mastered it. But they've, they've taught you that, right? Your parents have taught you that. That's good, right? Probably all the kids in the room would say something like, yeah, my parents told me to say please and thank you, thank you when somebody does something for me or uh, gives me a gift. Why? Why do you think they teach you to say thank you when someone does something for you or gives you something? It's polite. Yeah, it's, it's like a good thing to do. It's like the right thing to do. Yeah? Do you think you would automatically say thank you when someone does something good for you or gives you something, uh, a gift? Do you think you would automatically say thank you if your parents didn't teach you that it was right and good to do so? Calvin. Mm, Maybe. I'm not sure how honest that is, Calvin. (laughs) I know I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say thank you Unless I was taught to say it, and that's because there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with me. When someone does something for me, or when somebody gives me a gift, I often take it for granted. I still do. I'm not just a kid who hasn't learned his manners yet, right? I often take it for granted. Maybe I feel entitled to it, like, of course I deserve this just for being who I am. It doesn't even cross my mind to say thank you to somebody. In fact, a lot of times, even when I do say thank you, whether I'm saying thank you to God or saying thank you to another person who's done something for me or given me a gift, I don't actually feel very thankful. It's just sort of perfunctory. It's what you do because you've got to be polite and you're supposed to do it. You say thank you. I told you there was something wrong with me. And the Bible says that there's something wrong, something deeply wrong with all of us, and right at the root of it, the thing that's wrong with all of us is our ingratitude, especially the fact that we don't give thanks to God. We don't give thanks to God. And let's just think about what that means for for just a minute. From all the scriptures, we learn that God loves to give. All the scriptures tell us that God loves to give. To give, In fact, His very being is gift. A little bit of theology for you. A little bit of Trinitarian theology for you. His very being is gift. The Father gives Himself to the Son in the person of the Holy Spirit. And that's how God is. And the Son receives this divine gift of the Father in the person of the Spirit. He receives the gift, and he responds and he reciprocates it because he gives himself in return to the Father and the Holy Spirit. There's a quote on the front page of the bulletin by Michael Downey. Uh, He's a Roman Catholic. Uh, He's got a book called Altogether Gift, a Trinitarian Spirituality, and most of it's really great. And this is what he says in that book. He says, What is most mysterious is God's superabundant life pouring itself forth. The love of God who gives and gives again, but is never emptied in the giving. This self-giving is at the very heart of who God is. The incomprehensibility of God lies in the utter gratuity of life and love, in God's constant coming as gift. God is inexhaustible gift given. This is who God is and how God is. That's what I mean when I say God's very being is... Gift. And that's what we learn in the Scriptures. And this is why God created the world, why God created you and me. God gives. He loves to give. He gives us ourselves. He gives us each other. And above all, He gives us Himself. God made us in His image so that He could give us Everything. And part of what this means is that we would receive. We would receive all his gifts as the gifts that they are from him. That we would receive his gifts, that we would respond to him, that we would reciprocate, that we would happily give our very selves back to him, that we'd return ourselves back to him in thanksgiving. All the gifts that he's given us, we'd give them back in Thanksgiving. But instead of receiving his gifts as gifts, and instead of receiving his gifts from him, we live as if we had gotten everything that we have for ourselves. That's normal human life in this broken world. We live as if we had gotten everything we have for ourselves. We live as if we deserved... Everything that, he, that we have, we live as if we were self-made people with really no one to thank but ourselves for who we are and for what we have. We all admitted as much when we confessed our sin together a few minutes ago using a pretty relevant confession of sin. When Paul wrote his letter to the church in Rome, uh, the book of Romans, right off the bat, he pointed out the, the reality-distorting consequences of living without giving thanks to God. Living without giving thanks to God has terrible consequences for our reality. In the first chapter of Romans, Paul says that the, world, the whole world is under God's wrath because we lie about the way things really are. We lie about it. We suppress the truth. Because we don't give thanks to God... Like we obviously should It's obvious because of who God is and what he's done for us We should give thanks to him, but we don't And he says that because we're not thankful Because we're not thankful to God We are fools, we slavishly serve false gods Find ourselves in all kinds of terrible relationships with gods that are not gods And we live impure, self-destructive lives. When you are not thankful to God, you are rejecting reality. You're distorting reality. There are all sorts of ways in which our lack of thanksgiving to God results in our living in blatant rejection of reality. In Romans 1, Paul continues and he says it results... Uh, This lack of thanksgiving, it results in exchanging nature for what is unnatural. Going against, uh, in this particular example, going against our own sexuality as God created it and gave it to us. And doing just the opposite of what we should be doing, how how things really should be. And so, he's talking about homosexuality there. Homosexuality is rejection of God's reality that ultimately comes from not being thankful to him not being thankful to him for what he has given you in your creation and what he has said about what to do with who you are what to do with your sexuality another example transgenderism also is a refusal to receive what God has given you it's a It's a refusal to receive your very self, your very gender, your very identity from God as the gift that he intended it to be to you. If you think you were born the wrong sex, the wrong gender, you don't believe that God's gift to you in your body was good. It's ultimately a problem of your thanksgiving to him. It really is ultimately the problem. Please don't hear me, because I've used these two examples, please don't hear me condemning people who struggle in these two specific ways. The gospel holds out hope for all kinds of people, for the redemption the renewal of everybody. It's just no good to mince words about what's really wrong with us at the root, at the core. It's a lack of thanksgiving to God. I'm saying we, we need to be redeemed and renewed from a terribly desperate lack of thanksgiving that really does result in a self-destructive rejection of God's reality. Being ungrateful, um, it's a huge deal. It doesn't just mean that you lack proper manners. It doesn't just mean you're impolite. Our lack of thanksgiving has broken the world. It's broken the whole world. We've all fallen out of step with the gift life of the triune God, the God in whose image we were created. We've all fallen out of step with his gift life, And one of the main universal ways that this expresses itself in our society, something that might apply to almost everybody in this room, is through the basic belief, the basic assumption, sort of unquestioned subconscious assumption, that we're self-made. And that therefore, we own ourselves and we belong to no one else. This is how we usually operate. And that conveniently excuses us from having to give thanks. Our culture rewards self-determined people. Our culture rewards self-motivated, self-sufficient people. We call self-made people successful. They're the success stories in the culture. And we stigmatize, on the other hand, dependence Dependence is stigmatized. It's shameful to be needy needy, or to ask for help. You don't want to be the person who's needy, who's dependent, who's a burden. It can be hard to say thank you when you've been conditioned to earn everything that you have. When you've been conditioned... To feel the right to boast in everything that you have, as if you'd gotten it for yourself. But Paul writes, again, in 1 Corinthians 4, What do you have that you did not receive? What did you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? Really, everything we have is ultimately a gift from God. Everything. He's the giver of every good and perfect gift. In fact, your very self, the fact that you are a recipient, that you can receive from God, your very self is a gift from God who made you and who owns you. You belong to Him. Your very being comes entirely from Him as a gift. So, Luke Timothy Johnson, he's a commentator, he says, My existence is not something I have or possess. It comes to me. My existence comes to me without my having any say about it, it comes to me from another as a gift. My very existence. And that means not only are you not self made, you don't own yourself. You don't. You don't belong just to yourself. Which is exactly what our psalm says. It's a celebration of it here in verse 3. Know that the Lord, Yahweh, He is God. It is He who made us. We are His. We're not self-made and we don't own ourselves. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Self-made people are rankled by the thought that Yahweh made us and that we belong to Him. But this is exactly what everyone needs to know and you need to recognize. This is what The language of this verse says, this is what we need to know in order to get back in step with the gift life of the triune God in whose image we were made. Know that Yahweh, He is God, He made us, we belong to Him, This God who made you and gave you life and breath and every good thing. This God gives you your personhood, created in his image, and he declares your reality to you. He declares your identity to you. He does, because he made you and because he owns you. This God who was willing to give up everything on the cross in order to give himself to you in love... This God has the ultimate claim over your life like a good shepherd does. This God who poured himself out into your heart through the Holy Spirit who's been given to you. He reveals his goodwill for your life, how you should respond to him. He doesn't just let you know how you should respond to him, he renews you to be able to receive his gift, all of his gifts and to reciprocate in your thanksgiving. He's the one who makes that possible. And this is good news that evokes joyful thanksgiving. The fact that he made us and that we are his is good news. This is something that we're going to confess together as good news shortly. We don't think it's, it's bad news that somebody else made us and that uh, then, by golly, you better... You'd better return thanks or else. It's good news. The Heidelberg Catechism, question one. The first question of this catechism says, What is your only comfort? What's your only comfort in life and in death? That I am not my own, but belong with body and soul, both in life and in death, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. This reflects the apostles' language. Again, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, the blood of Christ. You were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. And in that context, he is talking about your sexuality, but really he means your whole life. Glorify God in your whole life because he owns you because he bought you with the blood of his own son. And we confess that this belonging to him is our own only comfort in life and in death. It's our only comfort that we belong to him. We don't own ourselves. Jesus. Jesus owns us. Do you know who Jesus is? If you do, you probably think it's a good thing that somebody like him owns you. Not only has God made us He has paid full price for us, the redemption price that's found in the blood of Jesus, Jesus who is willing to die for his people, the good shepherd who lays down his life for the flock. Jesus was the only truly thankful human. He's the only truly thankful human who received his whole life entirely as a gift from God. He received his life as a gift from God with gratitude. He reciprocated it and returned it fully, who gave himself in thanks, pouring out his life as a thank offering on the cross. The only human who's ever been truly thankful. And now he owns all us ingrates. Now we who were once not a people, now we are a people. We're his people. And we belong to him. We belong to the good shepherd who loves us, Lay down his life for us. He cares, cares for us. He really does. And the idea of God's ownership of us, it's no threat to us because God is good. That's what the psalm says. That's what all the scriptures say. His ownership of us is no threat because he is good. It says in verse 5, for the Lord is good. It's emphatic, the language there. The Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and His faithfulness to all generations. It's good to belong to Yahweh, to the triune God of ever-giving love. It's good to belong to Him. This is why we can joyfully give thanks to God, really in all circumstances, like Paul says, in all circumstances giving thanks to God. That's why we can do it joyfully, even when the circumstances of your life Feel like God has given you a lump of coal? That's what your life feels like? Great gift. Thanks. Even then, still, the good God of eternal love and faithfulness has given you Himself. And He's given you all His promises. And if you struggle to believe that He has given Himself to you as the great gift then you just look at the cross of Jesus Christ. The Lord is good, and you are His, and He is yours forever. It's in His good gift of Himself that we find our life restored. We find our eternal divine relationship secured. It's in His good gift of Himself to us that we find our reality put back together again and mended. We find our humanity renewed in God's image. We find our joyful thanksgiving revived. And this means finally we can stop taking everything for granted. We can stop living under the oppressive delusion that we are self-made people. And that you just have to be. We can receive all God's gifts as gifts as truly wondrous gifts. And we can reciprocate in thanksgiving as we offer all God's gifts back to Him, even our very selves. So make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us. We are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, his faithfulness to all generations. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we do come to you in the name of Jesus, the one who is perfectly thankful on our behalf. We want to be found in him, we want his gift life, your gift life, to be renewed in us. Teach us through your Spirit and uh, even more by your Word, by this Word that we've read, what it means to be thankful, uh, what it looks like for us to be renewed in Christ's image, to receive ourselves, all we are, all we have, to receive everything, to receive you as gift, and then to respond and to reciprocate in thanksgiving, to give you our very selves and all that we have, all that we've been given. Because this is the divine life, and this is how it's worked out in our lives, and we want to be a part of that. We want to participate in that because we've seen that life in Jesus Christ, and we've seen it. It is good, and it is beautiful, and we thank you that you've had mercy and grace toward people like us, that you've called us into that same life through faith in Jesus Christ. We thank you in his name. Amen.